Welcome to The Irony of Beauty, a weekly podcast hosted by skincare experts Fiona and Rose. They love a good chat and sometimes a heated debate about all things skin and nutrition, calling out scaremongering, misinformation and misleading marketing in an ever-confusing world of beauty and wellness. Please note the information provided is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace qualified medical advice. We're back another Friday, Rose, and... If you're watching on YouTube, I've got my autumnal shirt on because it's the first day of autumn here in Australia and I'm I'm still recovering from Christmas. It, it's all too much for me. It's going way too fast. It definitely is. It's going so quickly. Um, I'm booking in clients, you know, we're looking at appointments for the rest of the year and I just cannot believe. I still feel like I'm back in January. <laughs> Please don't say you're already booking Christmas in because that's just too much. Too much. <laughs> it won't be long. Won't be long. Well, today what we're talking about is something that's trending a lot. I've I've um done some media interviews about it as well. It's teenage skin. I don't know if you've seen all the controversy really about teenagers or tweens really taking over Sephora in particular and going nuts and fighting for drunk elephant products. And these 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds are wanting to use actives such as retinol, um, glycolic, all of your hydroxy acids. They're going online buying the ordinary skin peels, which are pretty, I think they're I might be wrong, but there's something like 30% strength acid. Like we're talking serious skincare that probably should only be used in the hands of professionals or at least definitely be prescribed. And these teenagers are going nuts for all these active ingredients. My my friends have got teenagers and these girls know more about skincare and these ingredients. They're researching, they're Googling, they're probably being misinformed as well by people on TikTok educating. So we're going to talk today about, you know, how old should you be to start using actives or even using a skincare range? So where should we start, Rose? What what would you say? What what do you say if somebody says how old should should you be to start using skincare? Look, I think age is a little bit irrelevant to mm. a certain extent because if your child, you know, and I'm talking about children under 12, um, you know, if your child has no serious skin issues, there's no need for them to be using active ingredients, right? Um, and I think we need to get very clear on this because social media has a huge influence. Young ones are on TikTok and they're seeing all sorts of influencers promoting different ingredients and how great they are for skin. Um, you know, so I think we need to educate our young people that there's a time and a place for these ingredients, you know. And for me, when I look at a... Um, a, a child that is starting to develop signs of acne as they're going through hormonal changes, they're developing extra oil flow, starting to see signs of a few pimples and some blackheads. Um, you know, that's when we start to look at skincare. So depending on when girls, for example, get their period, that's when they start to see changes in their skin. And some girls are getting their period as young as nine or 10, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, yeah. So they're starting to see changes in their skin at that age. Then you've got the boys that are starting to develop, you know, those androgen hormones going through puberty, um, influence of oil flow. So they could be starting to develop acne, you know, potentially past 13 years of age or even younger than that. So it really does depend 
on the client and on the um, individual as to how I would treat their skin. But if there's no issues with their skin, there is no need for them to be using retinol or alpha hydroxy acid, salicylic, you know, vitamin C. There's no need. It's just a trend that they're seeing through social media. They're influenced on that. And I think we need to create a lot more awareness because the damage that they can do to their skin is pretty huge. I think so. Um, and I'm a big believer in too much is actually going to be more damaging, even with things like the retinol. I think we might have spoken about this last week, and I'm not sure if we were recording when we were talking about it or not, <laughs> um, saying that the EU is changing the regulations for retinol percentage. So it's now changing to only allowing 0.3% of retinol or the equivalent in other retinoids. Um, currently, it's 1%. So it's quite a significant drop. Now, I'm actually all for it because I think you actually get better results. And with retinol, the evidence is about 0.25% to, you know, get really good results. So a lot of us go, oh, well, I want the highest because it feels stronger and it feels like it's doing more. But I'm a big believer in more you're going to impair skin barrier called skin irritation. You're better to do a lower amount and continue using it and sort of coaching those cells for optimum skin health rather than sort of um, taking a jackhammer, if you like, and sort of, you know, really hammering them hard. So I'm a, I'm a less is best providing it's at a, a therapeutic amount um, to get the right results. And this is a problem. These young girls are actually going for really high amounts of actives and thinking more is better. And not just the young ones, uh, the more mature ones as well. And sometimes the older you are, the, you try and catch up and go, well, I'll go higher percentage to, to catch up and try and sort of do, do more benefit. And in fact, you can actually do, I believe, more harm. So I think percentages getting caught up in the higher is better is, is always a dangerous, a dangerous playing ground. And I think when we're looking at the teen skin, it is more prone to blackheads and things like that. And they may benefit from using a gentle, salicylic, something like that to help to decongest. And that might be in the form of a toner or a, or a wash. But then not all teenagers get breakouts. I mean, I was very lucky. I didn't get the breakouts as a teenager, maybe a few blackheads, um, but I wasn't using much of a skincare regime. Um, well, I guess I was actually, because I would experiment, but I didn't have the actives and didn't know about all those um, ingredients like salicylic. So I think let's go back to basics and think, well, if you've got a 10-year-old, you know, because at 10 I was experimenting in makeup, right, mm -hmm. what should a 10-year-old be using that maybe hasn't got the breakouts? We want to keep the breakouts at bay. Um, we want to remove the makeup that they're using or maybe they're not using but we want to keep the skin clean. Where do they start? Because my opinion would be a very gentle cleanser, um, whether it's a cleansing milk or a gentle. I know you don't like foaming cleanser, but I'm all about the ingredients. <laughs> um, so it depends on the ingredients in the cleanser. So a gentle cleanser, and it might be something like a, a Cetaphil, you know, something very gentle and mild just to gently cleanse the skin without stripping it. That's the most important thing because then we start to create problems if we're overstripping. Um, a light moisturizer and an SPF, I think, are the, the most important things to start with. That's exactly how I treat young skin. 
Um, and that's exactly what they need to do, a very gentle cleanser, light moisturizer and sunscreen. And they do need to cleanse their skin at the end of the day because they've got sunscreen on, they've been outdoors, exposed to the elements. Um, so they need to cleanse their skin. Um, and that's just something that's a very basic way to introduce them into skincare without overdoing it because, you know, introduction of too many ingredients can create a whole entire cascade of another, you know, of events. So we don't want to do that with young skin. Um, and you you know, you've got to, you've got to love these young ones, you know, because I remember when I was that age and I was, you know, I used to look up to people that were older and they wear makeup and they'd use skincare and I was just in awe of all of them. So I can kind of understand how they're feeling. They're getting influenced by TikTok and they want to grow up really quickly, but there's a time and a place. So I think it's great that they want to look after their skin. I'm all for that, but it's just about using the right products. Absolutely. Look, at that age, look, I believe if TikTok and YouTube was around when I was that age, I would have been a YouTuber for for sure, doing <laughs> and skincare because I used to do it. I used to pretend in front of the mirror and talk and pretend I was on TV and stuff and, like, yeah. I was doing it to the mirror. Um, <laughs> and at 10 I was asking for, you know, my birthday presents to be skincare. I actually, I remember, you know, getting skincare from my 10th birthday and I remember, I think it was my 10th, could have been eight. I was young and I remember my mother saying, well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see when um, you grow up, how well you age and whether it makes a difference. So I always remember her saying that because I would save pocket money and buy skincare and buy makeup. Yeah. Um, so nothing's really changed. It's just that we're now out there on social and we're becoming more educated and those active ingredients are more available. Now, at that age, I probably would have read about them and wanted to try them. But I remember trying skincare and it was probably for acne. It was a brand called, I don't even think it's around now, 1006 it was called. And I remember using a toner that obviously had some kind of acid in because it literally ripped my face off and I was red and mm. burning and it was terrible. Way too strong for my delicate English skin at the time. And <laughs> I didn't have that excess oil or acne that some teenagers get. Um, so I think it's about understanding what these ingredients do and not, overusing them I would definitely recommend a hydroxy acid or a salicylic if they're getting blackheads or acne and just being very careful how they're using that so maybe use it once a day maybe use it in the evening not in the day if they're outside playing and in the sunshine but do teenagers need retinol I don't believe they do maybe if they've got really you know, quite severe acne or they're getting a lot of breakouts, I would think about recommending a vitamin A product um, because obviously what we've also got to look at is quite often these young girls and young boys, the parents will take them to the doctor because they're getting breakouts and the GP will then put them on quite severe, I would say, acne medication. Yes. Now, there is a time and a place for it, I guess, because if you have got severe acne that is inflamed, that is cystic, and you're in a teenager and you've got this full-on acne, the effects of not only it sort of potentially disfiguring the skin and causing acne scarring, but the psychological effect of this on your confidence at that age is huge. 
though to be able to to pop a pill and for that to all disappear i can definitely see the advantages if somebody is getting really sort of depressed because of it but to me it would be the very last resort when you've tried absolutely everything else and nothing else is working saying that you know i've been doing this for 30 years and i've treated a lot of teenage acne skin or breakout prone skin and we haven't actually had to resort to medication because there is so much you can do with in-clinic treatments and topical skincare so that you don't have to go down that, that route. So I think it's important to, to recognise that there may be a time and a place for medication, but let's try the, the less invasive approaches first. Yeah, and that's the option that um, I give my clients. And I always ask the parents to come along to the consultation when I'm looking after a teenager because um, I think it's important for them to hear the options as well. And I guess the main reason why teenagers want it gone, yes, there's a psychological aspect to this because of the loss of confidence, social um, life, all of that type of thing. But it's also the decision, um, uh, I guess the point that it makes, um, a, that I'm trying to get across here is what influences them to make the decision is because of how long it takes. So we know how much we can create change um, without going down the road of medication. And there is a place for that, especially if you've got cystic and nodular acne. Um, it is a disease at the end of the day, but it's the time that it takes to clear up acne. When you're going down a road of an integrative approach, it takes time. And that's the thing that I always stress long-term, it's a much healthier option, um, less side effects, less adverse reactions on your overall health later on. If you're going down a more integrative approach, it's healthier. It's just the time that it takes. And I guess that's what influences teenagers to make the decision. It's like, no, I want it gone now. All my friends are on Roaccutane and I want to be on Roaccutane as well. So I always make sure they're well-informed um, and understand the options, understand what happens going down different pathways, what the results are, how it impacts the skin, how it impacts your overall health and what the long-term changes are. And, and that's the best way to look at it because at the end of the day, the person that has the acne is the one that's looking at themselves every day. You can't judge the decisions that they make on how they want to clear it up because they're the ones dealing with it every day. So if it's impacting them psychologically so much and they've got nodules and cysts on their skin every single day that are painful and sore and inflamed, there, there needs to be, you know, perhaps medical intervention to help them on a psychological level as well. So I always make sure that my clients and their parents are well informed of the options. Absolutely. And I know just how I feel if I've got, you know, just one big glowing pimple, um, mm -hmm that to me I get really self-conscious about. So if you imagine having a whole face of it, and I remember at school, you know, children are cruel. Yeah. I remember there was um, a girl in my class and she had really quite bad acne and she used to get called pizza face all the time, you know, and, and children are, are really cruel and that stays with you. When you when you get called names at school, that does stay with you and you sort of take on that that role of becoming that person that gets ridiculed. So I do understand it, but I do think if we can get them on a, a simple skincare regime, get them on a good cleanser, that is when I would be looking at salicylic for decongesting the skin is just brilliant. Um, yes. A very lightweight moisturiser and a, 
a good SPF and sometimes that does take a while to find one that doesn't cause breakouts because some of them are very rich and very heavy and we all like yes. different textures I know you and I both like very different SPFs I know one you use I don't like and then probably one I I use you don't like so <laughs> it's a very personal thing it is not necessarily the ingredients being good or bad it, it comes down to texture and what you actually like so that can be a little bit of trial and error as well and go back and listen to the SPF podcast or um, watch on YouTube if you miss that one because we go through all the different SPFs and what we like and what we don't like so I think getting on to that basic skincare regime let's talk about drunk elephant then because this is a this is interesting because I get asked a lot, what do you think of Drunk Elephant? Is it good? Is it worth the money? And then I hear some people go, oh, my God, that that skincare is absolute rubbish. It's really bad. I've tried Drunk Elephant, and I will never comment on a skincare brand unless I've tried it. I've looked at the ingredients. I've looked at the ingredients in Drunk Elephant. I've used Drunk Elephant myself, and I can't knock it. It's actually an effective product it does work um there's nothing I can say that I I don't like about it apart from the packaging to me is quite unattractive it's all this bright colored um packaging that the young ones love they get attracted to all this bright packaging and it's fun and it's happy for me it's a little bit too much um but I did grow to go okay well I'm beginning to come around to the packaging but to start with I was like what is this really ugly bright packaging but the young <laughs> ones are attracted to that the actual ingredients in Drunk Elephant are pretty good you know they, they've got the niacinamide they've got hyaluronic they've got peptides they've got retinol um, they've got beautiful moisturizers and they do work really well so I'm not going to say that because I'm a skin professional because that brand you can buy in Mecca and Sephora, it's suddenly a bad brand. It's not. It's, it's a good product. The problem is, one, it's very expensive for twins. Um, you know, I think you're looking at about $100 for a lot of those products. And two, the problem is they're all mixing and matching and they you can make smoothies. I don't know if you know about Drunk Elephant much, but you can mix the products together and make your own Drunk Elephant smoothie. And so they're mixing vitamin C and they're mixing niacinamide and they're mixing acids and they're, they're sort of really sort of using a combination and a cocktail of ingredients that for a lot of skins will be too much. And that is the problem. But I think if it was used correctly and not overused, the actual product is a pretty good product it's more that these teens are actually overusing the product and they're also hitting up their parents to buy them very expensive skincare regimes which I do believe don't have to be that expensive yeah look their target market is teenagers so you know clever marketing because they're making it fun and skincare should be fun so their target market is a younger clientele um, bright packaging. You can mix the ingredients together. I've had a look at Drunk Elephant. I haven't used it myself, but I have had a look at it and I think it's fine. You know, for a young skin, it's fine um, as long as there's no real serious issue. But once the acne starts to develop and not all acne is the same, let's make that point as well, because there is different forms of acne from different causes. Um, so, once you start to develop into that category of moderate to, to severe acne, you need specific ingredients and you really need to be under the care of a practitioner because you can make the situation a lot worse. 
Um, even if my clients do decide to go down the road of medication, whether it's doxycycline, broaccutane, um, the pill, don't even let me, don't, don't get me started on that. But anyway, that's an option. Um, I will still have them under my care because going down that road, they still need to have their skin looked after. We've got a visitor. Don't know if you just saw my cat. I did. <laughs> Frankie. Um very friendly cat. Um, I agree, but I, you know, I think a lot of more mature clients are also using the drunk elephant too. And, you know, it, it's actually a good product. I just yeah. think it gets misused and people are overusing it. Um, I would pick drunk elephant any day over something like the ordinary. Um, mm. And that's because I think the texture of drunk elephant, it's far more refined and elegant than say the textures of the ordinary products. Um, I find them a lot more basic and a lot more harsh. Yeah. That's, but then obviously the ordinary has got your actives and it's a lot cheaper. Um, but you can also buy quite strong peels from the ordinary online as well. And that's where people are really stripping and irritating the skin. And I think the ordinary do push a lot higher percentages and again, this is where we then get into that more must be better and you can do more damage and then harm. So if somebody said, which one would you pick? I would actually pick Drunk Elephant over the two. Um, and that's just my professional opinion and looking at the formulas as well. I'm, I'm not a huge ordinary fan, um, but it does attract a lot of people because of the price point, because it is such a low price point. Yeah, it's just having some guidance really at the end of the day. Um, you know, drunk elephant is kind of there. It's basic but effective. For me personally, it's not targeted enough. I like to use a skincare brand um, that is targeted, um, that I can get creative with the ingredients and really create a lot of change in the skin. So, when you know. You, when you say targeted, though, what do you mean? Because it does have a lot of, it has pretty much every active that you would find in a professional, in a product, in a professional clinic. Yeah. Yeah, I like diversity. Like I am the sort of person that because I like to treat things on a very personalised level, I like to grow within a brand. So for me to be able to have just a very, um, I guess, uh, limited, um, I guess, limited amount of products within a brand, that's the word I'm looking for, is not enough for me. For someone that's concerned with ageing, um, that has all other issues as well that come along with ageing, I want something more diverse with ingredients and products that I can really play around with and in introduce different ingredients. If you don't have really any severe issues going on, you've quite, got quite a young skin, Drunk Elephant is fine. You've still got good actives. Um, it's still a good product, but it's just kind of still for me basic. I like to play around a little bit more. I I know. I think it's got a lot of, it's pretty much got everything in it that you would need. It's got all your evidence-based ingredients. I'm trying to mm. think what else you would need in there. It's just a consumer brand, right? So yeah. it's, um, it's expensive for young girls. It's pretty. Does it work? Yes, it does work. It really does work. It does have the percentage of actives in there that you need. However, um, what I don't like about it is they do scaremonger on ingredients and they do promote this clean beauty narrative and um, they're all about the, the products that will irritate the skin, such as fragrance and essential oils. Again, it comes down to the percentage in there. 
And the irony of that is you're saying that these ingredients will irritate the skin, but then you're using retinols and acids and that's the irony of it. How can you say that when you've got all these potentially irritating ingredients and then you're scaremongering on these other ingredients? That for me turns me off the brand. Um and that would be my most negative comment I could say about them because they're scaremongering on ingredients, but then saying this could irritate and it's all taken out of context because yes, we've already spoken about essential oils and fragrance. Yes, it might be a problematic for some people, but I'm telling you now that the hydroxy acids and the, the retinols are going to be way more problematic um, for skin irritation. Um, I, I used a, I used a um, hydroxy acid toner this way and, oh, my God, and that was a professional one and you probably know the one I'm talking about. Um, you have said be careful with it. <laughs> yes. I put it on and I came down and I was blotchy and red and Dave went, oh, my God, what have you done? I said, I just, I just wiped it over once. Um, but I think my skin was just not that particular day happy. And it reacted. So again, sometimes just stress and how we're feeling can cause skin reactions too. Um, ultimately, though, I would say for tweens, keep it simple. You don't have to spend a lot of money. And I think the most important thing, Rose, is, and I think we're both coming from the same place, saying really have your products professionally recommended so you know that, one, you're not wasting money, two, you're not going to overstimulate and over-irritate and make your skin worse, um, and three, you know you're going to be using the right product for your particular skin type. Exactly, exactly right. Right. <laughs> you said well, it all. <laughs> I think that covers that then. <laughs> <laughs> 